Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. Had to think uh, about it? So I had, had to, to think about it? Had to think about it. That kind of long weekend, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, happy, uh, happy. It's not officially summer. Actually, it is. Well. I think. Well, not according. I'm wearing my summer shirt. I'm in big trouble if, yeah, if not. Yeah, it's, it's officially summer from a box office standpoint because once Memorial Day weekend gets here, yeah. uh, that's when you start counting money toward the summer. I'm Noel T. Manning II. That is Sergeant Joe Friday. Good to see you, Sergeant Friday. Thanks Hi. for joining us. Yeah, ju just the facts, man. That's, just, his, that's it. That's his slogan, right? That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Tillman. And I'm about as wooden as he is on camera, so that, <laughs> that fits. No, no, you're a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun. Uh, at least my mom thinks Ooh, so, and that's all Ooh. that matters. Well, I love your mom. She's yeah. great. And she your has mom, great taste. Your mom got part. a cameo last week. Mom did show. get a cameo. Now it's your mom's turn. Yeah, yeah. We got to get my yep. mom will be here in uh, the end of June. So well, you know what to July. do. Yeah, yep. we'll get her. Yep. Uh, back in uh, Mission Control, is that uh, is that Tim Foster? Is he back there? Hey, man. Uh, so how was the? Uh, you're, you're you're hot. You're tired. You're drinking some water. You know, he's he's still a little disappointed. He did not get a chance to go see that royal wedding. Uh, did you ever watch it? Did you get a chance to watch it on uh, DVR? Or, yeah, you did. Good, good. And so, what do you think? You, you, you like you like Prince Harry? You like Prince Harry? Yeah. What about his uh, his bride? You like his bride? Oh, yeah, yeah. He likes the bride. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the most energy I've seen really out of him is. all week. Well, you know, yeah, you like the bride. Well, you know, I will say Prince Harry is pretty cool because he's a redhead. He's a he's a ginger, and he's part of that ginger family. He's a ginger. He's a ginger. Like, see, in, I, like in like in ginger on Green Acres. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. you know, I you Green can't Acres. Tell. No, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Did you How say you, Green Acres? I said Green Acres. How do you? <laughs> Tim was like, what? No. Gilligan well, wasn't on Green Acres. No. Well, back when I had uh, hair, I uh, got it mixed up with Ebb. It was red. It was. It was red. I had you still red. have it, don't you? Yeah, I still have it. You should bring can, that in. I, I'll bring it in for Halloween we'll or something. Staple it. We'll staple it right here. <laughs> I have some gaffer tape around here. Hang yeah. a, you know, do like yeah. a unicorn. This is Meet Me the Movies, and we don't talk about movies when we talk about other things. Uh, but we do talk about movies when we can. Sometimes, and when we have sometimes. time. And today we're going to be talking about some documentaries, so the doc's in. We're also going to give you some non-viewer mail, and uh, we'll see what else we get to. We may not get to anything else, but, but, but just hang around. Have fun, enjoy your time with us. If you do want to send us non-viewer mail, which we're getting ready to chat about, you can do that by going to uh, c19.tv and looking for the email button, or you can just email us, info at c19.tv. Did I get all that right? You got that right. Very yeah. good, yeah. very yeah. good. We are coming to you from the campus of Cleveland Community College uh, each week, and we do appreciate uh, the time that we have here with you. And if you download the podcast, you can do that through wgwg.org. So you doing okay this week? Yeah, I'm all right. I don't like summer. Okay. Is I it, don't. It, it's, it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too mainly hot. too humid. Okay. Hot and humid. Well, that's what you get for living in North Carolina, man. I know. I know. Yeah, that's uh, summer. I love the beach. Yeah. Water negates all the negatives right. of summer. And you but like I'm not the mountains. At the beach right now. You like the mountains. I love the mountains. Yeah. 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 But you don't like Cleveland County in the summer. I, I love my home county. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's this. <laughs> Can you phrase that a little differently? Okay. I don't like the humidity that, that we all experience 
in the summer in Cleveland County. There you go. Okay. Good job, Mr. Tillman. Good job. What do you think of that, uh, Tim Foster? Are you a summer guy? Yeah, somewhat, yeah. As long as you've got a fan in the background and a swimming pool under your feet. Listen, he's water. usually walking around in his underwear around here in the summer. <sighs> I'm glad I'm only here once a week. Let me just say that. Well, let's sit down. You better sit down. Stop that. All right, let's talk about this non-viewer mail. Makes for a long summer. That we received. This is <laughs> a long summer. This is a very short non-viewer mail, but uh, it's something to think about. And I think it's... Uh, it's maybe something we can think about for a future show. We had non-viewer mail last week too, right? We did. Does that mean we have more non-viewers than we used to? I, I think so. Which does not surprise me Which at all. Which is great. That's good. That's, that's uh, yes. I love the non-viewers. Thank you very much. I think much. you need to think that through, but okay. Okay. No, yeah. just enjoy them. Yeah. Enjoy it. If you're, if you're a non-viewer, we appreciate you as much I, as the I viewers. I think they're thoroughly enjoying non-viewing. Non all right. Uh, dear Noel and Greg, they actually didn't call us names this time, which wow. is great. What movie makes you feel like summer? Sincerely, Searching for Sun, and this is from a Cleveland County School teacher. I guess she's preparing, or he, preparing for the summer and uh, looking forward to movies that make you feel like summer. So I'm only going to, when I, when I saw this, one movie immediately popped to mind, and I think we ought to do a whole show talking about movies of summer from okay. the past. So I'm just going to throw one out there right now. Do you want to? I'm still thinking. Okay. Um, Back when I was a kid, I lived in the eastern part of the state of North Carolina, did a lot of surfing, and the movie Big Wednesday, which uh, was about Jan Michael surfing. Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent wow. in that, and, yeah. and I can't not think about summer without thinking about that movie, um, because that movie came out at about the time that I was getting into surfing, and remember reading the book as well. Yeah. And um, so anyway, that's my movie that makes me feel like summer is Big Wednesday. So me, what, prob probably Jaws. Jaws, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the big summer tentpole movie yeah. that started the whole trend of summer movies. Well, yeah, it um, absolutely did. Uh, and I made the mistake of seeing it at the beach. I did, too. Yeah, that, that was not the smartest thing I did that year. It was the last day we were at the beach. We were going to go see the movie and then come back and get in the ocean one last time before we... You know, packed up the cable. Went to the pool instead. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I embraced it. I, I saw it at the beach, and then I went into the water, and of course I did the whole. <laughs> I bet the lifeguards love that. They, right? yeah, they, uh, they were not too happy with Noel. Yeah. Team Manning the second. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 My mom was not too happy either, because I would go under. I could hold my breath for a long time, so I'd go under, and she would freak out, and she'd yell, "No, Thomas, you better get out of that water." Wait a minute, how old was your mother then? 90? <laughs> She's gotten younger. <laughs> no, my mom, no, my mom, she was like, she knew that I was just an idiot. And she just shook her head, smiled, walked away. When, uh, uh, how young were you when she realized that? Oh, it was pretty early on. Kind of like, um, you know, Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. My mom had me tested. And so, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just a, a freak. I've always been a freak. That's a shame. And that doesn't change. So there you go. So, so thank you very much for searching for the sun. Uh, uh, a, a Cleveland County school teacher, thank you for that, uh, that non-viewer mail. And, uh, yeah, I think we ought to do a whole show where we just kind of focus on summer movies or movies that make us feel like summer. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll, we'll do that later on this summer when there's nothing worth talking about uh, otherwise. How about that? Well, uh, last week we, uh, we gave you the review of Solo and uh, quite a few other things, and we're kind of in that spot now that some things are going to start coming out. In the next few weeks, you've got The Incredibles 2 coming out. You've also got Ocean's 8. You've got movie Tag that I'm looking forward to seeing, a comedy. I'm going to take my wife to see that. She loves these goofball comedies, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So next few weeks we've got a lot to talk about, but 
There's several documentaries that are out uh, available, and a couple of them I've been trying to talk about for a few weeks. So we thought we would try to uh, focus on a couple of those. And you got a chance to see this one that I've been telling you about. Score. Score. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a movie about uh, film scores, and it's a, a documentary that's um, uh, written and directed by a CBS and NBC award-winning journalist, Matt Schrader. Uh, he left the new business, uh, the news business, to uh, pursue the creation of this documentary. And uh, this movie features 60 filmmakers exploring the history and the impact of the film score, uh, why it's important, why it matters. Uh, and it also looks at those who uh, inspire music. Uh, another thing that was just released uh, from Apple Podcast is Score the Podcast. Uh, that, that uh, has interviews with other filmmakers that uh, are, are composers, um, producers, uh, also award-winning um, Hollywood composers and guests. Uh, that was launched in April. But this documentary is really, to me, it was pretty fascinating. It really was. It really was. Uh, one of the most interesting quotes uh, that I heard was early on by Leonard Maltin, I think, who said that silent films were never silent. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I hadn't thought about that. They always had the organs... Uh, or orchestras, maybe right. in some cases in larger cities, playing to accompany silent films. And uh, what I thought was particularly interesting was that one of the reasons for it initially was to cover up the sound of the projector. Yeah. I'd yeah. never thought about that or heard that before. Yeah, that was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, and, and there were some filmmakers in the early years, Chaplin, uh, right. one in particular, who would compose his own music. Right. And so when, these, when his films were shown, they would have to perform you know, his score. His score. Now, a lot of other ones didn't, and so you would just, you know, they'd be sitting there with the organ, they'd kind of look, okay, that's a fast scene, so I'll play something fast-paced. Right. And so you had to be very good on improv from a musical standpoint to be right. able to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I got a chance last year to check out uh, a Chaplin film with a live orchestra, uh, and that was in Spartanburg. We got a chance to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioning and that. And I got to tell you, it's just a whole different feel when you're able to, to see that and, and uh, explore that uh, in action. And there are um, revivals that happen during the summers in some places where they will actually show films, have live orchestras on lawns, and, and do that. And I tell you, if you ever get a chance to do it, do it. Uh, I think in a concert hall it's much better than watching it like out on, on a lawn somewhere right. because of all the distractions. But, right. uh, but this documentary really explored the history of, of SCORE, but it also looked at the evolution of it as well. Uh, Hans Zimmer was one that was interviewed, and, uh, and, and just tons of uh, composers. You, you saw uh, John Williams and yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, some, some of the, the footage of Williams and Steven Spielberg together was, was fascinating. Yeah. When he's playing the E.T. theme for the first time, and, yeah. and uh, some of the other stories. James Cameron had an interesting one on James uh, Horn, Horner. Yes. Who, composed Titanic and maybe some of his other films, I don't know. Included what I thought were the big three, though. Yeah. At least the three big living composers. Williams, Zimmer, and Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray's got a lot of other behind-the-scenes interviews, and you can actually look at and download the transcripts of all the interviews, the raw transcripts as well. So, uh, yeah, fascinating documentary. I, I, I thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. A solid A rating for me for score. Same A. Um, so if you're interested in movie soundtracks, um, composers, or filmmaking, I think this is one of those, those uh, documentaries that if you just like film, you, you, you need to see this. Music is so important to the process. Yeah. I remember years, years ago, I was doing a video for a nonprofit, and I'd finished everything, 
wanted uh, uh, opinion, so I, I, I let my wife see it, and she liked it. Everything was fine. Then I went back and put the music to it. And what showed it to her again, she cried through the whole thing, <laughs> which is what I wanted. Yeah. You know, you yeah. wanted to, to elicit emotion on that. Uh, and I tell my students here at the college in, in broadcasting classes how important and critical music is. Yeah. And the right music. The right music, yeah. yeah. And I've seen, I've seen films that I just felt the, the music did not work. Right. Um, there are sometimes you don't need music. Other times I think it does enhance it. But, but um, Solo uh, you know, did, did a great job incorporating the feel of what John Williams had done, but, uh, but found a way to kind of make it its own piece as well. But, uh, but yeah, music uh, can enhance, but the right music is, is what can make the difference. And, and this documentary uh, really does look at some amazing filmmakers and film composers, even from the very beginning scene where you're seeing this outside weird piano tied to these lines on telephone yeah, poles. I mean, really amazing because composing, and we've talked about this with Christian who's not here this week, but we talked about composing is also about sound design now. And there's a, a merging of the two, and, and they touch on that here uh, in this documentary score. Anything else you want to add about that before we take a break? Uh, it's on Hulu. If okay. you want to see it, it's yeah. on Hulu Plus, I think. Yeah, but you can find it out yeah. there, and you can also order the uh, the DVD if you want to or own it uh, or the Blu-ray. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about another documentary that has a uh, Stanley Kubrick connection. Uh, that and much more right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies, Nolte Man the Second with uh, Officer Bill Gannon. Officer Bill Gannon over there, good to see you. Is yes. that Harry Morgan? That was Harry Morgan. Okay. Dude, you rock. I know all this useless trivia that you does rock. me no good in real life. Yes, and, and Harry Morgan, uh, what was the other hit show that oh, he was on? Oh, uh, Colonel Potter on MASH. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and what other, what other uh, non-hit show was he on after that? After MASH. After MASH, <laughs> That's yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, that was a failed, failed attempt there. Yeah. Should have never happened. No. Should have never happened. Uh, this is not on our list, but as we're talking about that, um, what is what's up with these these revivals of, of TV series now that we're seeing? I don't uh, know if, if if it's a lack of originality now, but I don't think so because there's a lot of great original programming yeah. out there. Uh, maybe it's just uh, people are looking for a simpler time. Or as nostalgia, they say, cliche, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, because you had X Files, which uh, is on its second run. Yep. Will and Grace. Yep. yep. Um, more oh coming. There's more. Yeah, coming. more coming. West Wing. Fuller House. Fuller House. That one. Yeah. There's just there's just so many of those now. Yeah. And uh, well, Fuller House. My daughter just really embraced Fuller House because she grew up watching the kind of reruns of that original. And Lost so, in Space. Lost in Space. Yeah. There's yeah. so many. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe that's for a for a, for another show Could to be. kind of dive in. Battlestar Galactica a few years ago. <sighs> and that was. Really fantastic. That Much better than the original great. series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, uh, welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies, an old teammate of the second. That is Greg Tillman over there and Mission Control. 
Tim Foster, uh, yes, he does have his pants on now. Um, he, he did that Let's during the break. So we're, we're very happy about that. Very happy about that. Hey, is Greg's mom still uh, still here? Is she, is she gone or does she spend the week here camping out? She's still there, just hanging out in the background? Nah, she, she's he's sleeping. Lying. Sleeping. Okay, yeah. She yeah. probably has her chainsaw somewhere cutting down trees or she's on the roof at the house is, cleaning is out the gutters. and She loves doing all that stuff. She does all this stuff that I can't even do. Yeah. She's out, out going to live all of us. It's well, speaking of chainsaws simple. and axes, you know, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, Where are we going? Was, oh, was really very nice. <laughs> like what I did there? Nice. Uh, there is a documentary that um, I was introduced to through the Critics' Choice Awards. We do our documentary awards during the summer. And so they've sent me quite a few to look at. And this one's called Film Worker. And uh, it follows the, the life uh, of this guy named Leon Vitale. He's not a name that a lot of people know about, but he was a uh, Shakespearean trained actor. And uh, he auditioned for a Stanley Kubrick film, an early Stanley Kubrick film. And Kubrick really liked this guy, liked his work ethic. And uh, it was supposed to be a very small role. And Kubrick was so impressed with this guy that he said, I'm going to write this role uh, larger. So this was after he'd already done the casting, after the script had been done. So he rewrote a lot of scenes. And this guy, instead of being this kind of supporting cast member, ended up becoming um, a star alongside um, Ryan O'Neill at the time. Which film is this? Oh, man, um, Barry Lyndon okay. is the name of it. Okay. Um, but this guy was just, he wanted to learn so much. And he was willing to take whatever Kubrick would spill out. And Kubrick is uh, pretty much a madman behind the camera. Yeah. There's one scene where uh, Leon Vitale's character in this movie is getting beaten, and they had him do that scene over and over and over and over again. Kubrick was notorious for multiple takes into the hundreds. Oh yeah, yeah, and and uh, but this guy just kept on, and he uh, he you know he said uh, he said to Kubrick he says I want to learn anything that you're willing to teach me, and so he told him he said here are some of the things I want you to go out and do, and he said I want you to go out and learn how to do editing, and so then he got a role in another film, and he was basically an editor's and so he did that, came back to Kubrick and said, I did what you told me, what else, what else can I do? And then Kubrick said, okay, this is somebody I might want to have around. And so he ended up hiring this guy to be his right-hand man. And Leon Vitale ended up being the jack of all trades for Kubrick for 30 years. And so he did everything from um, location scouting. Um, he was the one who cast young Danny in The Shining, uh, he was involved in every single aspect of the filmmaking process for Kubrick and learned it, but, he, he, but in the process, it, it, this documentary called Film Worker, you, you see that it took this incredible physical and mental toll on him. Uh, he's, he's being interviewed for this documentary, and he's giving his behind-the-scenes look at who Kubrick was, but you're also getting a glimpse of who this guy was and how important he was to Kubrick's success. Um, really fascinating story. Uh, you get all these uh, behind-the-scenes uh, shots of Kubrick in action. You get some stills and pictures that you've probably never seen before. And you're getting interviews with, uh, with those behind-the-scenes that knew it. Now, I was incredibly impressed with the narrative of this, how this was all put together, the story, uh, getting to know Kubrick from somebody who knew Kubrick for so long and worked for Kubrick for so long. That really blew me away. Um, once again, for anybody who's interested in filmmaking, I think you're going to find this fascinating to watch. Did this guy have a career outside of the influence of Kubrick? No, it was Kubrick. I mean, once he, he was young, once he started, I mean, he started acting, but he left acting behind. 
And he was one of these that said, people said, you know, he could become one of these Oscar caliber actors, but he chose to work behind the scenes and just do whatever Kubrick asked him to do. And there were many times that Kubrick was uh, a jerk to him. You know, I mean, well, Kubrick with, was a jerk, yeah, right? But, yeah, but, but you also get a sense that Kubrick was a paradox, incredibly demanding, uh, a jerk to most people, um, had high expectations for anybody and everybody working for him, but for people who would want to come on the set and visit, he would be nice to them, he would be kind to them, it'd be like, like you know, Jekyll and Hyde. But this guy just understood that this was a friendship that developed and understood that you know, I'm going to do everything I can to please this guy, hmm. um, please Kubrick. Um, whenever they were doing a, a special exhibit on Kubrick in California, um, this guy was actually not called upon to be involved. And a lot of people were really surprised on that. And so as his, as his exhibit was taking place, people would ask him to come and give these tours. And so he was, he was giving tours and he was looking at props and he said, well, let me tell you about this prop. And so this guy was like the perfect one to give these tours, and then after that, they, they ended up getting him to be a consultant. And restoration process for uh, all of Kubrick's films would not have happened properly were it not for this guy, because he knew exactly what color correction needed to happen, what Kubrick was going for. Really? And it was just fascinating to watch. Now, on the negative side, the interviews that were shot for this were not well lit. Um, they were done on the cheap. But I could deal with it because the content was so, so rich. But just a fascinating uh, movie, documentary called Film Worker. Uh, really, really uh, recommend it. Like I said, great subject matter, production value, really needed some work um, with some of the interviews. They were pretty weak, but he learned everything. Uh, and you get a sense of the good, the bad, and the ugly of Kubrick. And uh, I, I highly recommend watching it just for the narrative and the content, if nothing else. Where can you find it? Um, you can find it available if you just Google film worker Stanley Kubrick, um, or the guy's name uh, as well, uh, Leon Vitale. You'll find it. It's available all over the place. Netflix, maybe. Netflix, maybe, but I, I know if you if you Google that, you'll, you'll okay. find where you can, where okay. you can rent it. So I recommend it uh, from, from that standpoint. Last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but this movie is still in theaters, but yet you can watch it at home, too. This is crazy. The yeah. Black Panther, released in February, is still in certain theaters. Is that a record? That's for, crazy. For a modern film? I mean, you, you know, know, years ago, movies were in theaters for months and right, months and months right. before home video. But It's got to be. I mean, they, here we are approaching June. We're in June, and, and this movie is still in select theaters. I, I was in Atlanta during Memorial Day weekend. That was playing, Deadpool was playing, and Avengers. So you've got, you know, three superhero films there in, in the theaters still going on. But really did kind of blow me away that, uh, that Black Panther was still in theaters. Uh, B plus for me on the Blu-ray uh, release on this. There's a director's commentary. There's a roundtable discussion about adapting the comic to the screen. Uh, there's also uh, an exploration and the impact of women uh, on this particular film uh, that made Black Panther possible. Also, there's a feature that looks at the diverse people and the culture of Wakanda. Uh, that's another special feature, the technology of Wakanda, uh, and also gag reel and deleted scenes. So if you saw the movie in theaters, I recommend also uh, checking it out on uh, Blu-ray. It's, it's well worth it for those features. You saw uh, Black Panther. Yeah. What would, yeah. Do you remember what your rating was for this when you saw it? I do not. I think uh, a B-plus pop, yeah. probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the the actor that played the back the Black Panther. What was his name? 
um, it was Jeff Powell. Yeah, when he hosted SNL Jeff a couple months yeah, ago. Jeff did Powell you see did. him on SNL yes. a couple months ago? Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you? Yeah, Jeff Powell's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Dude, was great. you rock, man. Yeah, you rock. That was uh, Tim Foster's uh, brother, Paul Foster. I was going Paul somewhere Phillip, with that. See, yeah, see, he knows. Yep, it was Paul Foster. Paul Foster I was going somewhere with that, but you wrecked it, so forget <laughs> it. I'll edit it out. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't have that in my notes, and I've forgotten, and so forgive me, Mr. I Panther. Just, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, what else? Anything else on that? I've got nothing. You lost. All I have right. no reason to be here. Um, if, one more movie to check out for home delivery. I want to recommend this. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Chevy Chase uh, in a film called The Last Movie Star. Um, Burt Reynolds stars as Vic Edwards. He's an aging film star of the past who gets involved in this film festival that's honoring him for a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, along the way, he rediscovers his past, and he also uh, connects to really what matters uh, in life. This comes from A24 Pictures. Uh, it was only in, in select theaters, and I got a chance to recently watch this, and the, the rating for this is not good on Rotten Tomatoes. 40%, I think, is what you said. Something like that, yeah. But if you like Burt Reynolds, and it's really much more a Burt Reynolds feature, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, I would say, a, a semi-autobiographical feel to this when you're watching this film. Right. Um, I, I recommend it. If you like, once again, if you like movies, if you like behind-the-scenes things that happen on movies, even the fictional ones, it's worth checking out. So uh, yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, The Last Movie Star uh, for those of you that are Quick uh, question. Your yep. favorite Burt Reynolds movie? Favorite Burt Reynolds movie, The Longest Yard. Really? I yeah. haven't seen that. The first one that I ever saw, though, was uh, Smokey and the Bandit, and then I went back and watched others. Uh, I, I, would be, I would be tied between Smokey and the Bandit. That's just a great guilty pleasure, I think. <laughs> And one, a lesser-known one called oh, The I End. Sure. Oh, The where, End, where yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. dark comedy where yeah. he thinks he's dying. Or Wasn't he's there dying. an action film he had called Gator? Yes. Gator. Yeah, yeah. that was an early one that I saw yeah. as well. Uh, Tim, do you remember Gator with Burt Reynolds? You don't. Okay, we don't want to talk to you anymore. You're, you're, no, you're no help to us at all. Drink some water. All right, thank you, sir. Oh, uh, <laughs> you can talk to him like that, but we you're going to be gone, and I have to put up with him the rest of the day. That's true. Well, yes, mood and I'm I know. Have to deal we with appreciate it. everything you do, Mr. Foster. Even if you uh, don't know how to find the right graphics, we do appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate it all, every bit of it. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Well, it is time to wrap up. Quit on both of us <laughs> for this. There's the graphics. There you go. You just cycle through them. That's oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, you can you can email us. Info at c19.tv with your viewer mail or non-viewer mail. Um, you can uh, also download the podcast thanks to uh, Gardner Web Radio, wgwg.org. We do come to you from Cleveland Community College every single week right here on C19 TV. Hey, there's another Tillman. Oh, there's my Look at Katie. there. That's pretty awesome. Hey, baby girl. Cameo. Awesome. <laughs> Good to see you. Did she slap him in the head? Look at she anything? popped him upside the <laughs> noggin. That's awesome. I love it. Quote of the week. Quote of the week. Uh, this comes from uh, your friend and mine, Norman Bates from Psycho. You know what? We all go mad a little sometimes. Till next time. I'm Little Team Money the Second for Gregory G. Tillman. It's not a G. No, it's, it's a, not. It's a W. It is a W. Gregory, Gregory, Gregory W. Tillman. That's Thank the you, Norman. Till next time. That's a wrap. Trails to